The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I wanted to talk to someone who knows what's, you know, what it's all about, what it's like. Uh, she, the, the intro I wrote for her is this. It says she is witty and honest and tells her stories about being a military spouse across the country. She's an author, writer, speaker, and all-around great human being. Kim Mills is the powerhouse behind the She Is Fierce blog, and she joins us this afternoon. Hey, Kim. Hello. Um, I need to make sure that we can hear you okay. Was that all right? Was that good? There we go. A little bit more. There we go. Got Excellent. you now. Um, so you are, you and your family are preparing for yet another deployment. Yes. This will mark your how many? Uh, if you're talking overseas deployments, this would be his fifth. His fifth overseas deployment. Um, and you are, on top of doing all this other stuff that you do, all the work that you do, you also um, are a mom to three kids. I am. So it's a busy time. How do you, how, how do you juggle that? Uh, the the pre-deployment with the kids and the things um everyone is different and that's like every family that's going through or preparing for deployment is different every deployment we've been through as a family has been different Mm -hmm. and i mean the first one that my spouse did i was pregnant with my first child (laughs) and now that child will graduate high school while my spouse Mm. is deployed so this is everyone has a different challenge a different place that you live the kids are different ages you're in different life stages it's every, every, this one has more, I have more, what did we just say? I have more honest conversations with my kids as opposed to tantrums, like, mm-hmm. and their anxiety looks more like not talking and, you know, hiding in their rooms and sitting on their cell phones as opposed to, you know, tantrums and throwing a fit in the floor of Walmart or whatever, like yeah. how kids are coping changes too, so... So they've changed all the way through. And yeah, as you said, every family is Mm -hmm. different depending on on where you are. So when you go to speak and when you tell your stories, what do you tell the room full of military spouses? Well, I like to be very clear on the fact that this is just our stories. There's hundreds and thousands of us Mm -hmm. everywhere. Like, we're not unique. (laughs) And uh, the only kind of, the only thing I have to offer is, and, and what makes it especially fun is that the only reason that I'm doing it in terms of standing up and talking is that most people don't like doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> like, the only thing that makes us special is that I'm willing to like actually talk in front of people and most people don't enjoy doing that. Um, but I just tell, we're allowed to be messy and we're allowed to be honest about being messy mm-hmm. and and it doesn't have to be it, what my experience looked like doesn't isn't going to look the same as another military uh-huh. family and even if they even if the family comes from you know the member has the same type of job and they're in the same but everybody's going to cope differently everybody's going to have what works and what doesn't that's big around the holidays because some families will want to go home to wherever they call home to see extended family and some families will want the opposite of that and both are okay you're allowed to do what you want what is what is it like um to have uh to have a partner who is deployed during you know life events uh, whether it's you know birth of children or um you know even even christmas time i mean how do you how do you work around that I mean, or is this, you, you signed up for it, so you knew, <laughs> or not. Is that what people tell you? Yeah. That's what people tell you. That's, that's what people tell I think one of, they just had a conversation about this on one of the online forums that the, their most hated uh, catchphrase was, uh, you knew what you were getting into. Um, and to be honest, I married a 19-year-old soldier pre-9-11, so knowing what I was getting into wasn't really relevant. But even if you think that you planned for it, nobody in life knows what they're getting into, whether it's military or not. Mm-hmm. And the military doesn't have a monopoly on 
missing your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really prevalent up here. You know, I live uh, north of the city. Lots of oil field workers, lots of first responders, lots of people who are also going to be spending Christmas without a member of the family. And it's, there's, there's some phrases that are very kind of specifically military or specific to people who, you know, travel a lot for work. And one of them is just the ways you can admit that you would have done something that other people wouldn't want to. I always say, you know, my husband came home for a birth once in the middle of a deployment, but it was kind of messy and awful. And if I did it again, I wouldn't ask for him to be home. I'd rather he came home and do it at a different time and, really? yeah. and not be there for the birth. Um, and we've done Christmas with him gone, and we've done Christmases where we're preparing for him to leave, and I would actually rather he was gone for Christmas than spend a Christmas waiting for him to leave immediately after Christmas. Just a lot more pressure added to the holidays. So it really depends on how it works for your family. When, when they're gone, then you can just plan for them being gone, but when the, the work up to them leaving is always kind of a little bit stressful and annoying, and they're mentally already deployed probably two, three weeks before that, so their heart's not in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else wants to enjoy Christmas, but you know as soon as Christmas is over, they're gone, so you don't really want Christmas to get there yeah. in the first place, so there's kind of weird... It's sort of like roller coaster of emotions, yeah. isn't it? It's just one of those things that you want to enjoy, and people will say a lot to you, like, you should just enjoy it. Isn't it great? He's home for Christmas. You should just enjoy the time that he's home for Christmas. <laughs> it is great, and we do enjoy it, but, you know, sometimes you just realize that it would have been easier any other way than that. I want to backtrack to something that you, you said when we, we started, you know, this piece of conversation when I met, when I brought up those words, well, you know what you signed <laughs> up for, because I saw that actually on a, on a, on a, on a conversation board not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that that is one of those statements that, um, that can really tick you off. And you said, yeah, you married a soldier before 9-11. Mm-hmm. You had no idea of, of what that was going to look like no. a few years later. No. And, and I want to just emphasize that I don't think that anybody does. I don't even think the military has anything to do with it. When you marry someone, nobody knows what that's going to look like in a decade. Things change. People get sick. People get hurt. People, mm-hmm. you move, you change jobs. I mean, life isn't something that we know how to expect. But even military specifically, uh, I have a really good friend who had to work real hard to have a baby. It was one of those things that didn't yeah. come easy to them. And she, I remember her saying right afterwards, she's like, I don't know how long you'll have to wait after you have a child that you worked this hard for before you're allowed to complain about the child <laughs> that you worked so hard for. And I look at this, like you could marry a soldier post 9-11 knowing exactly what deployments and everything are coming up. That's not going to make it easier. Mm-hmm. It's not going to mean that you're, you're not going to miss them less because you knew that that was going to happen. So... Kim, you know, recently uh, over the past couple of months, we saw, uh, you know, a call go out for, you know, Christmas cards to go to, uh, overseas to the soldiers and, you know, Canadians responded resoundingly, um, you know, thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. upon thousands of them, which is nice that, you know, it's this time of year. Could we do a better job of that support year round? <laughs> that is something I said, isn't it? Um <laughs> It is just, so when you're looking at people, so right now even I'm planning a Christmas dinner in my community and I we have an influx of volunteers and donations because it's Christmas and I love that and people have a great heart for it and so I don't want to speak down to that but at the same time, we could use that in July and in November and military families will experience, people will you know, jump to invite them to a Christmas dinner or want to make sure they have things over the holidays. We want to help stuff your stocking or we want to do things. They may or may not experience that kind of, you know, outpouring of support. But um, 
and this was, I mean, years ago, I remember a spouse talking to me and being like, you know what, Christmas is hard and it's nice to have friends there, but Tuesday's hard too. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and nobody's there on Tuesday. Yeah. So it is one of those, uh, same with the Christmas cards for the soldiers. Well, it's great that they get Christmas cards and I think it's wonderful and I'm sure they all very much appreciate it. But they're still there in July and in November and they're not getting the same kind of support. And we, as a country, tend to be pretty... My spouse went to the very first Afghanistan deployment in 2002, and I remember that the whole city talked about it, knew about it. When they came home, they lined the streets and waved at them. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal. My spouse went again two years later, and everybody that I would talk to, if they asked where my husband was and I said he was in Afghanistan, they would say, oh, I thought that we were done with that. (laughs) Right? We forget things pretty easily. We forget that people are still doing the same job. Well, it's uh, I think for some people, when you look you look at that, those first deployments in, in 2002, that's it's almost 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. My son, I was pregnant with my son in 2002, and he is 17. Didn't yeah. he just sign up? He is. He did enlist, yeah. He is in basic training right now on the weekends, like any good reserve soldier. So he is at grade 12 from Monday to Friday, and then Friday to Sunday he goes to basic training with the... Uh, I won't say what regiment he's in just to save him from that, but <laughs> I will say he still chose combat arms like his father, but um, yeah, he did. And so, I mean, he, it's been his whole life, right? So. That was, there was no ifs, ands, or buts. That's what he was yeah. going to do. But he's the sixth generation in my family, the sixth, in my husband's family, the sixth generation to join the military. Mm. So it's just something they do, I guess. Kim Mills joining me this afternoon. She's an author, a writer, a speaker. She uh, runs the blog She Is Fierce Travels Canada, talking about her story and what it's like um, to be a military spouse. We're going to take a, a quick break here when we come back. She mentioned uh, a dinner that's coming up. I want to I wanna mention that. But then she also has another interesting project that she hopes to launch um, during her husband's next deployment. I want to fill you in on that. You can get a hold of me anytime at 780 we are broadcasting live this afternoon. It's Military Monday at the Enjoy Light Festival. This text just came in at 780-496-0063. It says, hey, Jay, just want to send a huge thank you to all those who have served and are still serving. We are so blessed. May they all return safe and sound. And to all the spouses, may you feel our strength and comfort when your loved ones are deployed. Kim Mills joining me here. She's an author, a writer, a speaker, uh, writes the blog. uh, She is fierce, um, has written numerous novels as (laughs) well. Uh, Kim, there's a couple of things uh, coming up. The one thing that I do want to talk about is, uh, is a project that you are, are hoping to undertake um, when um, when your spouse deploys here in the new year and it's a really cool idea and it's pretty much inviting strangers people for dinner that we haven't it comes so there's a book called dinner with the smileys um, which is about american military spouse who um, had a similar type of project a little bit different but a similar idea and she wrote a book about having people over for dinner during her husband's deployment and so last time my spouse was deployed we decided to take it on so every sunday we invited someone for dinner and it just the only rule was it had to be someone we'd never had in the house before Um, And we had police officers, and we had an environmental engineer, and we had a radio DJ and an MMA fighter. Um, And then we ended up having the MP, uh, the member of parliament, and our uh, MPP, because we were in Ontario, and we had the mayor um, and the division general. Uh, So it was all different. So what what are you hoping to do with that? Part of it was just for my kids to have the experience of meeting all kinds of people in their community, 
Um, we brought dinner to the fire hall, things like that. Like, so it was about them getting to know the community because he was deployed while we were living in a city we hadn't been in very long. Um, but also a chance to just invite people to be a part of what like actual reality looks like for a military family when their uh, spouse is deployed and getting to know like the people, the kids, the everything, just giving them a little kind of slice of that. And at the same time, I like to find a thing in a deployment that means that you thrive during that deployment because I feel like we get a lot of messaging to just endure our way through six, when nine, it's 12 so tough months. And how do you do it? Well, and just you just got to get through it. Just get through. And some weeks you are. You just got to get through the week, and there's no shame in that. But if we spend, my husband is going on 21 years now. If I spent 21 years just, I just got to get through this six months. I just got to get through this two weeks. I just got to get, I would have wasted 21 years just trying to live life instead of doing something with it. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of our our idea behind it. And so I'm hoping to do it again here uh, in the Edmonton area. Um, that's going to require me to get off my butt and send some invitations, <laughs> but I'm expecting Jalen to come, so <laughs> I have at least one person. I will. I will be there. I would love to be there. And you know, Sarah, one of my listeners, says this sounds absolutely fantastic. She it says, is so delightful. fun. I mean, we had just some really incredible experiences. All, like my youngest son is autistic at the time in Kingston. He was uh, still about five or six, I think. Um, he he hit the general when the general tried to steal some <laughs> candies from the gingerbread house uh so uh, my husband still had a job when he got back which is <laughs> impressive but we got to just have some really cool and not everybody was high profile i mean the kids my daughter wanted to meet an environmental engineer so we invited one from the university nice. you know really cool people in our neighborhood and it started with our neighbors because we'd never had them over so that was kind of the first way that you get Start going somewhere so, yeah. yeah absolutely kim one more thing um you do uh, you're part of a christmas dinner um on christmas day that is open for all can you tell us about that uh, so really, it's uh, I work for a coffee shop in Warrenville called Higher Grounds. It's a nonprofit, and uh, one of the things I started last year was we've always had an open door policy on Christmas Day. I'm not a big tradition person. We go to movies sometimes. We my kids will still tell you one year we had pogos, <laughs> um, but uh, I. I wanted to make it a little bit bigger um, and just invite everybody that I could. And so um, with the help of all the volunteers that we have there, all the donations that come in from our community. I mean, I do very little. It was very clear today during prep work that I am kind of more of a volunteer organizer, not a cook. So <laughs> all of the people came and helped out. And so we're open from one to five for the community uh, at Higher Grounds. And it's a free, full service turkey dinner with all the fixings. So, one to yeah. five at Higher Grounds in Mournville on Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Uh, Kim Mills, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Always great talking to you. Had a great time. Kim Mills uh, here joining me at the Enjoy Light Festival. We're at the Enjoy Center for Military Monday. The door is about to open. Eileen Bell has news headlines up next.